The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to Tigers in 20, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast. Your one-stop shop for all things University of Memphis Tigers athletics. Here are your hosts, founder of Go Tigers 247, Brooks Hansen, and lead writer for Go Tigers 247, Christian Fowler. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me, as always, is Go Tigers 247 founder, Brooks Hansen, and Go Tigers 247 digital content creator, Kenny Holla. Stubblefield. <laughs> I feel like we're very hyped tonight. I'm drinking oh, for the first time yeah, on a Kenny's podcast. Had, Kenny's got his truly over there, so the boys are hyped tonight. It's 1030 on Wednesday night. And just to start this off before we get into it, I don't think you guys understand how hard that intro is to do every week without messing up. I say a lot of words <laughs> in the intro. Go Tiger Super 7 founder. Go Tiger Super 7 digital content creator. But anyways, guys. Now I'm we do so have good some... at my job. <laughs> yeah. If you, Prop if you me want to hear somebody guys. talk about how good they are at their job, if you want to hear somebody talk about how good they are at their job, go listen to this week's VIP podcast. Uh, I'm not sure if this is out before or after, but the VIP podcast is out and Brooks goes on a couple rants. So The VIP um, podcast is pretty lit this week. Oh, it's it's nuts, so don't miss out on that. I'm still but anyway, recovering guys, from we it. Do have some, we, we do have some uh, big news that came out on Wednesday morning and then towards Wednesday afternoon. Uh, the American Athletic Conference announced that teams could do eight conference games, four non-conference games. Uh, basically approving a full schedule and an on-time start to the season. Uh, and then Memphis Athletic Director Laird Veach came out later in the day and said that Memphis would keep their current schedule, so 11 games, no Purdue because the Big Ten is conference only. Uh, so, guys, y'all's thoughts on this. What do you think about the you know the, the season starting on time and then the 11-game schedule opposed to a 12-game schedule f- trying to find another team? I don't care what happens. I'm holding on to hope. We're we're literally a month away from football. I'm, yeah, it's, we're it's there. happening. We're there. A month I'm away. As speak I was it into the universe. I was writing the article today, and I was like, How, "Okay, September 5th. What's today? August 5th." And I was like, "Oh, we are literally a month away. It is. It's crept up on me with it's all the crazy time. stuff that's been happening. Yeah, but we are we are here. Kenny, are you excited for football? Being a basketball guy, you ready to go? I'll, let me just tell you this. Last year was my first year to cover Tiger football for Go Tigers 247. And Saturdays at the Liberty Bowl are some of the most fun experiences that you can have as a as a sports fan. So, man, I have been praying to the football gods for the last six weeks, eight weeks, that we would have uh, football. And it all signs are pointing, Christian, that it looks like we're going to do it. And I am so freaking ready. 
Yeah, I don't give a damn if it's 11 games, 12 games, 4 games, 5 games. I really don't care. I don't care if we're we're able to go as media. I don't care if we have to sit at home and watch it on the couch and cover it. We'll have a big party at Kenny's house every week and, and watch the game. I don't really care. Uh, I'm just glad that football is really looking like it's going to be back. Uh, as I wrote today, there are still plenty of hurdles to get through in the next month, and we'll see what comes with it. But we're trying to be as positive as possible right now because all three of us and pretty much every football, I mean, every football fan in the country is ready for football. Well, one thing I, I thought about whenever I realized we were 30 days or a month out was like, man, that's not a lot of time to get ready for week one, full pads, full contact. Like, are these players ready? I know that they're mentally ready to get on the field and ready to play, but physically, system-wise – like preparedness on, you know, game plan. Are they ready? Like, dude, this is coming quick. And we went, I feel like we went from like full nothing to full speed. To let's go. Yeah. And I mean, typically fall camp, they only do, it's a month. It's 30 days, 31 days, whatever. Like last year, I'm pretty sure they started July 31st. But they at least had the spring later. every other but, year. Right. They they had summer practice where they were together all summer because they could take summer classes. They had spring ball where they were together and uh, in the playbook, especially with a new you know a, a new coaching staff, maybe a little bit different system. So definitely different. But at least they do have the full month allotted for fall training camp, and it's it's kind of a crash course of throw everything together. Let's get it all together. Learn the playbook, learn your players, uh, get get you see your freshmen and your new guys that could get playing time. So there are a lot of factors. It's tough, I'm sure. It's unlike any other football season ever, but they got a month to put it all in and be as prepared as possible for Arkansas State on September 5th. There are six guys that I'm thinking about on the Tiger football team that I am so excited is a part of this program because it's like you guys have said – we're talking about a very shortened schedule. Everything's got to happen very quickly. They didn't have the spring, summer. But you got Brady White, DeMonte Coxey, Kenny Gainwell. You've got Obina Eze, TJ Carter. You got JoJo Dorcius. Like those six dudes are vets, and they're going to get this team ready. Those are the those are the leaders of the team. They are the heart and soul of the team, and they're going to get the team ready. So I just can't wait, man. It's going to be ex- exciting. I, I know yeah, one the- thing. I know one thing for sure. We're going to see some really, really, really sloppy football to start oh, the season. It's, it's going to be rough for the first couple weeks. Penalties like galore. A lot of penalties. A lot of lot of guys probably a little more out up. of shape. Then they would typically be a lot of cramps, a lot of probably, you know, ankle sprains and, and little ticky tacky injuries like that. Dudes aren't used to being hit right now. So it's going to be ugly for probably the first month, maybe two months of the season. We probably w- won't start seeing really good ball until the middle of the year, which I mean, r- relative to what we we have right now, which is, is basically nothing. We're just getting the start of sports backs. Who cares what it I'll looks like? I'll take sloppy over yeah. in, in nothing any day. I'll take sloppy penalty-ridden football over anything. But, yeah, I think Kenny brought up a very good point uh, because this team isn't replacing a quarterback. They're not replacing, you know, a big, big-time big stars for the most part. Um, so that that is the best thing about this is this is a veteran-led team. There are a lot of guys that have played for multiple years. You mentioned T.J. Carter is a three-year starter. Brady White started for two years. Uh, DeMonte Coxey, this will be his third year as a starter. So, there are a lot of veterans on this team. They're not replacing a ton of production. You got a couple of guys on the offensive line that you're replacing. 
Uh, but I think the replacements, you have no worries there. One, you have Ryan Silverfield, who I think is one of the top five, top ten offensive line coaches in the country. I know he's a head coach now, but you got him and Jim Bridge kind of running that position group. They'll be fine. Uh, and then on defense, you, you got TJ, uh, JJ Russell, Laundre Thomas. You got veterans all over the defense. So not a ton of replacements going on. The only thing that kind of worries me a little bit on the defense uh, is the fact that you do have a, a new system with Mike McIntyre. But with, with these guys that have that have played for multiple coaches, I don't think you have to worry about them uh, getting ready to play in kind of a new system and under a new coaching staff. I think it should be all systems go pretty quickly for that defense. Well, the biggest question that remains now is what will we, what will media, what will fans, what will all of us be doing? Will we be able to be there? Will we? Will fans be allowed to attend uh, in some sort of staggered way? Will there be, you know, rotational allotments of fans in stadiums where be, there'll be virtual seats? How's this going to work? And Laird Veach today kind of sent out a cryptic message. What was that message? Like, what, what are we looking at here? Option one, like take the red pill or the blue pill? What is this, the matrix? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look like dodos because we're like option one. What is that? And that's supposed to come out tomorrow, so we'll know what that is tomorrow when uh, this airs. He's act- <laughs> yeah, because he's actually doing a media availability tomorrow around twelve thirty. So we'll know what that is tomorrow. But as for right now, it's kind of just like who who knows? Is that virtual fans? Is that uh, like you said, staggering fans for certain games? Who knows? Um, it's it's going to be weird. It's going to be different. But like I said, football is back. Football should be back. It, it doesn't really matter. But uh, it will be interesting to see how they handle fans and media because obviously they want to be safe as possible for the coaches and, uh, and for the players and for the fans and media. So they want to make it a safe environment for everyone. So what that entails and what that looks like, we have no idea. But it, it will be interesting to see how it all plays out leading up to the season. I mean, I'll be honest, like – just watching some of the soccer that's on TV, watching some of the uh, NBA games, some of the MLB games before it looks like it's going to be shut down. And I even watched a little bit of one of the golf tournaments. It's uh, I don't care that it's not that I'm not there at this point. Cause I, I'm at the point where I think most people are, we're kind of desperate for that. Le- some sort of entertainment like Netflix at this point is just, it's so old. Like I'm oh, watching yeah. Zach Efron talk about water. <laughs> I watched the first two episodes of that. I'm not even gonna lie. And like I'll take anything over Zach Efron talking about water, but I that man is sexy and has a tremendous beard. I can't lie. But I'll take Could whatever. Have at least giving us something better than PG. It's hard to watch a PG show now. There's nothing. No. Well, you know, there is some like NC-17 stuff that's apparently making its way to Netflix that is all the rage on uh, TikToks with older moms. But we won't go there tonight. <laughs> Christian, are you saying you'd rather see Zac Efron in a TV MA? I was saying cuss words, man. I knew that was going to get misconstrued as soon what as I What do you want to see? Come on, Zach. Give, us some, talk- give, us, give some, us some juicy just- stuff, Zach. I was just talking about. I mean, you've seen the dude in Neighbors One and Two. He cusses a lot, so that's all I was meaning there. Come on, guys. I, I believe oh, you, man. Christian. Anyway, before this gets too further, guys, let's let's take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side with a different topic. But before we get there, let's hear from our sponsors. 
Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And now, here on Go Tigers 247 Cool Jazz, we bring you another topic. <laughs> yeah, my, my intro wasn't as bad as Kenny's, but I did not have a specific topic. I apologize, guys. Christian would yeah, just so take any for topic change right now. Let's uh, just do, please, another topic, exactly. please. <laughs> yeah, please don't bring up Zach Efron again. Um, so our national podcast producers are trying to tell us, be specific when you are introducing an ad break, say something specific about what you're going to discuss on the other side of the ads. And Christian just left us with, we'll talk about something yeah, different. And instead, of, instead of these guys being like, okay, let's be professional, go back, delete that part and re-record an outro. They're like, okay, on the other side, we're making fun of you. That's how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> So here we are, right. Brooks. What is our so, different topic? Well, we're going to talk about everyone, everyone's favorite subject, uh, apparently. There are some really, really salty Memphis fans out there about the topic of James Wiseman. It's amazing. I never realized it until I checked out our Facebook page, and there was a post. Uh, I got off of Facebook but I went on there under my wife's name and saw some comments on the recent mock draft article that you did. And dude, people are not big James Wiseman fans in Memphis. And I'm like, y'all, yeah. he's a kid, first of all. Second of all, he doesn't owe you anything. Third, he got screwed over. And Fourth, the season got canceled. We didn't yeah. have postseason. It wouldn't uh, amounted to anything. Like James Wiseman playing after January wouldn't have amounted to a hill of beans. <laughs> so let's just chill out. Yeah, with that. every so, every I've written probably like five or six mock draft articles, and I'm probably going to do another one this week just because I think it's funny to piss everybody off because no one likes them. Uh, but yeah, they don't they don't get good comments on them typically because people were like, okay, where's Precious going? But we don't really care about James. We don't claim him. 
Man, James still rocks Memphis gear on his Instagram. He's constantly posting pictures in Memphis stuff, videos in Memphis stuff. And speaking of what he posts on Instagram, this is why we brought him up. James Wiseman yesterday posted some videos on Tuesday of him working out. And man, I'll be honest, anybody who's putting him third through eighth in the draft is crazy. This man looks like a freak of nature. I mean, yeah, can I, I know Kenny's going to get excited to talk about James because he loves talking about James and his skill set. So I'll give him the floor on that and I'll go with something different here just because it's pissed me off for months now. Like I hear my friends talk about it and I'm like, guys, trust me, y'all are wrong. The people that, that say LaMelo should be the number one pick, I just, I, I don't get it. Like LaMelo is, you know, six seven, six eight. he's skilled. He's nowhere near James Wiseman or Anthony Edwards, in my opinion, at all. Like, I know he went and played pro ball uh, overseas for a year, but, like, come on. Like, I feel like overtime has hype trained the hell out of LaMelo Ball to the point where people are like, oh, he's legit. I just don't think he's that good, and that may be an unpopular opinion, and I'm fine with that. And you guys know I really don't care what people think of my opinions, but I don't like LaMelo Ball that much. Like, I, I think hands down James Wiseman – and Anthony Edwards are both better players, and I think there's at least four or five other guys that you can make an argument for that are better players. Obi Toppin Ball. is better. Than Obi Toppin Ball. is a hundred percent. That that was the, my next example. Like a hundred percent better, hundred percent a better pro tomorrow than Lamelo Ball. So uh, I, I don't know what the big hype is on the on the Ball brothers. I, I, I was never really a big fan of Lonzo coming out of UCLA. I definitely don't like Lamelo that much. I know in high school he had all the shooting videos and he what scored a hundred points at Chino Hills. But I'm just not crazy about the guy. I, like I said, I feel like overtime has ran the biggest hype train on LaMelo, and so many people have bought in because overtime is such a big brand that people think he's legit, and I just I, I don't see it. I've never been a fan of it. I, I think if anybody chose LaMelo over Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, or a few other guys, that it's it's just bad scouting. That that front office is getting fired in a couple of years. If a GM chooses LaMelo Ball over James Wiseman or Anthony Edwards or Obi Toppin, they are absolutely getting fired within two years. Absolutely. Or Therese Halliburton. Therese Halliburton. Absolutely. Anyway, Kenny, uh, with, the, with, those, with those James Wiseman videos. All right, so over here at Go Tigers 247, we are fans of James Wiseman. Um, you know, we, we've talked about our interactions with him. We love watching him play. Um, we're going to promote the things that he does because he's a good kid, number one. And and like Brooke said, he, he got screwed over by the NCAA. And so we are um, – we're gonna we're gonna pump him up. We're gonna hype him up. And and Brooks, you mentioned it on his um, Instagram the other day or yesterday, I think it was. He posted a bunch of videos. He's been doing this for a minute now. But this kid <laughs> is uh, the most skilled big man I have ever seen in person. And there is not a a, a damn thing that he can't do on the court. And so you know, one of the things that people talk about all the time, especially when you're a big man is just, you're prone to injuries. You know, your, yeah. your, your body's not meant to be seven foot one. Right. So you're going to have injuries. You're going to have, but this kid is 18 years old and has been working out with professional trainers now for months upon months upon months. And you can see it in his core in his legs. You can see that there is a stability there now that wasn't there before. And, I'm just telling you, man, this kid is going to be a rookie of the year 
finalist, top two rookie of the year, hopefully will win it. He's going to be a phenomenal rookie in the NBA next year. The traditional five in the NBA does not exist. The regular big man is no longer a thing. The prodding five post of the the past does not exist. And James Wiseman is the prototypical five man for the NBA that can step out, run a break, initiate the offense in transition, you know, he can uh, pick and pop. He can roll to the basket, finish at the rim, get rebounds, block shots. This man is what you want on your roster for an NBA team at the five spot. And it's one of the hardest spots to find because you don't find dudes that are seven foot with a, what, seven ten wingspan like James Wiseman. It's crazy. And who who can put the ball on the floor, who can step out and shoot, um, and can actually rebound the ball. I mean, look at look at Jaron Jackson. You know, tremendous offensive player, but can't rebound to save his life. He's averaging what like two point three rebounds in the bubble. Like, come on, man! Like, you get, you got to give something more than that. And I can guarantee you, James Wiseman will give whatever team he's on more rebounds than that. You know, you're looking at seven to ten rebounds a game, a minimum. You know. So, yeah, I I think he can step in the NBA and and average a double double every game. Like even without fully displaying his his skill set, displaying his three point shooting, his wing shooting, and and all that stuff, I think he can walk into the NBA and average a double double. He's I mean he's just one he's massive, two he's a a very good athlete for his size. Um, so there's a ton to like about him, and we were talking about this a little off air. If he gets put in the right situation, he can be, you know, uh, like like Kenny was saying, a rookie of the year candidate from the jump. Like if uh, you see a lot of these mock drafts, him going to the Warriors, and I know there've been some rumors that the Warriors may try to flip that pick and and sign a max free agent or whatever. But if they do end up getting, you know, that top pick and James Wiseman is the guy, and they they stand packed with it and don't trade it, that's a scary situation to think about for the rest of the NBA. You got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and and James Wiseman. The things that Steve Kerr would be able to do with that offense with a guy like James Wiseman at the five. Uh, you know, he he had Kevin Durant, but he's never had an elite level five, elite level big man uh, to play with in his offense. And and I think everyone here and and most people that know NBA basketball know how good of a coach Steve Kerr is. So the way that he would get James Wiseman involved would be very fun to watch. Uh, being able to run pick and rolls and pick and pops and and roll to the basket with with shooters like Steph and Clay is is fun to think about for what he could be in the NBA. I mean, Kenny, just just look at what you can do when you've got an elite level big who's skilled and can do multiple things, like Anthony Davis. He's absolutely murdering the entire NBA right now, and I'm telling you. With James Wiseman's skill set, he's on that level, that trajectory. Like he can be that type of impact player at the five for an NBA team long term. Now, he's got to work his tail off to get to that level. Anthony Davis right now is like a freak of nature. He's on another planet. But I mean, James Wiseman is that type of big. He's mobile, he's skilled, he can offensively he can do multiple things he blocks shots he rebounds he can impact the game like him now if it's at that level we'll see did you see when so when anthony was at um 
at the University of Kentucky, skill set wise, are they comparable right now in terms of skill set wise when Anthony relatively. Davis was a, a freshman at Kentucky compared to James now? Yeah, relatively they were close skill set wise. And so, that's I mean, why look, I, that's why I brought him up. You look at the trajectory, right? You look at the trajectory of Anthony Davis, and obviously Anthony Davis has worked his tail off and gotten to where he's gotten. He's the best big on the planet right now. He is so good. Um, but you can do the same thing with James, and James is bigger. Yep. He's just bigger. So it's 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 gonna be pretty incredible. Christian, you brought up a few days ago to me off air, you were talking about precious Achiwa. And um you mentioned a specific in your last, I think, mock draft, or maybe it was a, a couple of ones before, um, one of the places that they've talked about Precious going to is Boston and talked about how that would be a perfect system for him. Kind of explain your thoughts about Precious, too, and what you've seen from him over the last couple of months. Yeah, it, it's interesting to see because I've seen him land anywhere from from lottery, late lottery, to outside of the lottery. So basically anywhere from 12 to 20, I've seen him slotted at maybe even a little later than 20, around the 22 mark. So there is some discrepancies on where he will end up. I think he will probably end up in that 12 to 17 range just because, you know, his his athletic ability, his shot blocking ability, overall defensive ability is kind of hard to pass up on um, and being kind of that modern big who can who can be a small ball five or, or play a traditional four role. So I think he does have a high upside in the NBA, but the the team that I was talking about was the Celtics, and that's who I saw him mock to, and I believe they had it like 15th overall. And I think that's a great fit because you look at the young core that they have uh, with Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, and then they also have Kimball Walker and Gordon Hayward, but they really don't have a big man that, that's been able to kind of weave in with those guys and, and make everything work. So I think Precious you know, in a couple of years, if he does go into that system, could be a guy that that helps take that team to the next level. And Brad Stevens is is an offensive genius and just a, a basketball genius overall. So I think he would find the best way to put Precious Achiwa into his system. And another one that I saw recently was the Mavericks. And I think that would be a very good fit for him too. Uh, obviously, they have Luka, Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis as kind of their two uh, franchise pillars right now, but adding a guy like Precious Achiwa could be very valuable for them. So that was at 18th that I saw uh, the Mavericks getting him. So there are a lot of intriguing options. When you start getting into that late lottery and outside of the lottery, it's the better teams. Uh, so to see a player like Precious go to a better team could help him be better uh, more quickly. You could see him be a better player earlier on in his career rather than kind of going to a mediocre team or a bad team and falling off typically it takes a very good player to to make an impact or kind of turn those teams around so for him to go to an already decent or, or good team I think would help him and help his development so overall for him I think there's a lot of exciting uh, possibilities and and landing spots so for him it's it's really just about where you go what they need and and how quickly they put you into the rotation but I think he's obviously a guy that's going to work his butt off if you if you've seen him on Instagram on social media he looks like he's put on some muscle already so he looks ready to go he's got an NBA body he's got a NBA skill set on the defensive side of the floor if he gets with the right coaching staff that can continue to 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 develop his offensive game. I mean, he has a chance to be a, a you know a very good player in the NBA. Yeah, you look at the Boston Celtics in particular. I know we talked about this a few weeks ago, but you look at their big man that they have that plays for them, that starts for them and gets a majority of their minutes, and it's Daniel Tice. And Daniel Tice is an athletic player. He can play. And the Celtic the Celtic system puts him in positions that that 
would cause his skill set to be more amplified. It was just a better look for him. He looks better than what he probably would for any other team. You know, like really if you put is. him on another system, right. another team, he's not going to be as, as, as dynamic of a player. Precious could come in immediately and take that role and be that guy. And I'm telling you, the Celtics, the Mavericks as well. I mean, you look at Rick Carlisle's system, you know, Josh Powell is a great player, super athletic player, but you know, Precious is another level of athlete in terms of being a big man, a, a, a stretch four, you know, a runner, just an athletic freak. Do y'all think Precious can play the five in the league in spot spot minutes? You know, matchup depending. I've seen some. I've seen some analysts say he could play small ball five, and it, it's interesting to think about because I mean he did it a lot at Memphis, and obviously college level that's way different to play five than it is in the NBA. But he he is relentless down low. Like he's gonna fight on the boards. He can score down low. Um, so I think there are second and third jump. Yeah, that that second and third bounce that he has is impressive. You saw a lot of putbacks from him in in college. So I think if if you give him the right situation with the right matchup, he can play small ball five. But it's not something you want to do regularly, night in, night out. Right, your, it, the it, core of your minutes. Yeah, I think you you kind of. You kind of set him up for failure if you throw him in there a lot, but I mean, in the certain in a in the certain situation where it's right, the right matchup, I think he can definitely do it in the NBA. Kenny, let me add, let me tell you why I asked that question, and then I'll let you have the floor. So I ask, and I just you know I just feel like if you you hit the fast forward that thirty second fast forward button on a, like a TiVoed NBA game these days, any any thirty seconds you see the lineup that's on the floor for the majority of teams. And like, I just don't feel like there are a ton of bigs that precious couldn't match up with at the five in the modern game where your big is spacing the floor, stepping out, creating space, you know, flashing to the rim. There's not a lot of teams that have a traditional big. That's going to be like that six eleven to seven, seven one plus range that Precious could not defend. And that's the the big key is can he defend them? Because offensively, it's all about a mismatch at that five if you play Precious there. And honestly, I could see it. But I just don't know. Like, it's all dependent upon who you're playing that Match night. Up. Yeah. You know, when you think about matchups and you think about lineups and things like that, you always go to like the best possible player that's at that position. You go, well, what if he has to play Anthony Davis? Well, there's yeah. only one Anthony Davis, right. right? Like there's only one Anthony Davis. He's going to be playing against an Ian Mahimi most nights. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so we're not talking about here's not a we don't have a league of the NBA is not a league of 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 Anthony Davis's out there. I would have said no, probably about seven months ago until I saw the Houston Rockets trade Clint Capella and start PJ Tucker as their starting five. Right. And <laughs> PJ's maybe six, five, maybe, maybe like, come on, man. PJ is not like PJ is little. Yeah. He is a little dude, but I'm telling you, I can't like, I, I, I don't like the Houston Rockets, but they are a hard team to beat. They they are going to be a tough out in this year's playoffs, and they're playing. Their biggest guy is six foot five. Like they got Tyson Chandler sitting on the bench, and Tyson can still play. He's a, a legit seven footer, and he's just sitting over there. So 
to get this back to Memphis, because we don't want to talk about the Houston Rockets the entire time or anything else not related to the University of Memphis, but do I think that in this day and age of NBA basketball, could Precious play the five? Seven months ago, I would have said probably not. Today, I would say a team that has a good enough system that has enough players around Precious to where he doesn't have to be the focal point on the offense could absolutely thrive with Precious at the five because he is athletic enough to cover anyone on the court. And he's strong yeah, I mean, enough to and, cover and anyone as your on the five, court. man, you put him in pick and roll situations on defense, and man, that, that man is staying with any guard. For the most part, I mean, there are going to be like it, most people can't stay with Dame, Lim, Dame Lillard, Lillard at all. Like nobody can stay with him. But most guards, he's going to be able to stay with and defend on a switch, and and that's really what you want out of your big from a defensive perspective. Uh, contesting shots at the rim, that's precious. I I personally, I just the more I think about, it, the more I'm like, man, I can see this dude being a five and being really good at it. Yeah, you think about some of the small ball fives in the league. Draymond Green is, I think he's listed at 6'7", but he's probably more of like a P.J. Tucker, like 6'5", 6'6". He's not, he's not a massive uh, human being that plays down low in the paint all the time. Uh, like you said, there's not really more any more traditional big men. Uh, so I think about him, Nerlens Noel for the Thunder, will slide down and play small ball five sometimes. So, there, I mean, you can't tell me that Precious can't go down low and bang with those dudes. Like, he can bang with Draymond Green. And Nerlens Noel, he might not win those battles every time because Dre's a beast down low. Uh, but as far as size and strength go, he he lines up with those with those players. And Brooks, something you mentioned um, about his his ability to defend multiple positions, and that takes me back to my point of I can see him sliding a, a up a little bit more than we've seen him in mock drafts. I can see him sliding into that uh, mid to late lottery because there's not many guys that that you can say okay and pick and roll on defense. If you get picked, can you switch onto a guard? Do you have that type of position versatility? And there's more and more guys now, obviously, in modern-day NBA and modern-day basketball, but still, that is very valuable. I mean, you see a guy like Penny Hardaway who wants to run his team like an NBA team, and what is one of his biggest things? Position versatility. He wants guys that can play multiple positions, defend multiple positions. That's why Precious Achiwa was the, you know, the conference rookie of the year. Um, so th- when you look at his game overall, it makes sense for, for him to slide kind of into that spot. And, and the, like I said, the right team is so important and that's something that gets overlooked. There's no telling how many all-star caliber players there have been going to the league that went to the wrong team and it ruined them. And that goes for any sport. That's not just basketball. So right, right coach, right system, right fit. Uh, and I think, I think he can be a very good player in the NBA. So uh, hopefully for Precious, he does find the right situation and finds a coach and a coaching staff that sees his uh, his value and that put him in the right situations to succeed because the potential, the raw potential, is there for him to to have success in the NBA. Here's what here's what's going to happen when this podcast comes out is we're going to get a bunch of comments on the posts on on the boards and everything saying, well, Precious didn't even want to play five in college, so why would he play five in the NBA? Let me just let me just kind of put that to bed for a second because playing the five position, the center position, the big man position in the NBA is totally different than playing it in college it's a because game. the it's a totally different game. We're talking about the differences between you've got guys that are six foot nine, six foot ten, six foot eleven in college, seven footers in college, 
the difference is on the defensive side of the ball, they can stand literally in the paint for the entire possession and not move. And so when you've got a guy like Precious who is athletic and can just run people to death, it's hard for a guy like him at six foot nine to play the 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 five position in college because he's having to just steadily go up against a two three zone or a three two one zone or I mean a three two one zone. Six guys on the court, Brooks. Um, <laughs> like a one three one zone. zone. The suffocating zone. The mascot comes on the floor. Um, you know, they're just going up against guys that are able to it's just a totally different defensive set. In the NBA, the floor is incredibly spread out and that that is a perfect recipe for a precious successful career is having a spread out floor where he is just able to run folks to death because you know there's a few players I think in the five position the center position in the NBA that he's going to have problems with that are big and athletic I think of a guy like um what's the Portland center um Nurkic uh, yeah um he's Big and athletic and can run. Like Precious would have a hard time with a guy like him. But there's just not many guys in the NBA that he's not going to be able to athletically, with his size, athletically compete with that are playing in that position. So, you know, it's just a totally – he didn't want to play it at Memphis because of the just the game in general, the, the defensive sets. In NBA, it's just going to be totally different. Well, he didn't want to play it, but he did. And he and he murdered it. There's a reason that Precious ended up twelfth in the country in rebounds per game, twelfth in the country as an as a quote unquote undersized five, right? Because he's just that relentless. He's that athletic. He just has a motor, and like I just I'm totally convinced that we could look up in two, three, four years and see Precious Achiwa being one of those versatile, athletic undersized, you know, quote unquote, I'm doing quotes here, air quotes, undersized big men in the NBA. I'm truly convinced of that. Uh, So I think a team that's going to draft him, if they're being smart, they're looking long-term and seeing where the game will be in three, four years and seeing whether or not Precious can fit that for them. So guys, we've gone pretty long. We've talked about a lot of stuff that we normally don't talk about on our podcast. I feel like this has been pretty, uh, wide-ranging and entertaining y'all got anything else you want to hit on before we go i'm good i'm good all right that's a wrap thank you for listening to tigers in 20 if you enjoyed this episode we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts if you are interested in daily content all about the university of memphis athletic program please hop over to www.gotigers247.com articles are uploaded daily And you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? It is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.